When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we don't need an open. We are continuing <laughs> coverage here yeah. on ESPN Lincoln, Hale Varsity Weekend Edition. Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal. It's official. Matt Rule, the new head football coach at Nebraska. Statement just sent out by Nebraska and Keith Matt. Of course, it went out on Twitter with the graphic. We have retweeted it as uh, we are here to uh, extend our weekend coverage up until uh, up until Ohio State and Michigan uh, locally here at 1030. We're streaming here on KFOR and ESPN Lincoln Facebook and Twitter as well as the Hale Varsity Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Uh, this is the statement, uh, a proven program builder in college football. Matt Rule has been hired as Nebraska's head football coach and Nebraska Vice Chancellor, Director of Athletics, Trev Alberts, will introduce Rule as the 31st head coach in Nebraska history Monday. In Lincoln, the 47-year-old's built an impressive coaching resume over the past 25 years with experience in both the collegiate and professional level. Rule has served as a head coach for the past 10 years. That includes seven years in the college ranks. Alberts said Rule's success as the head coach at, at Temple and Baylor provides evidence of Rule's ability to build a program and made him an ideal fit at Nebraska quote here uh, from uh, from Trev here it's a privilege to welcome coach Matt Rule his wife Julie and their family to Nebraska coach Rule has created a winning culture throughout his coaching career and he will provide great leadership for the young men in our football program Matt's detail oriented his teams are disciplined and play a Matt also has the personality and relationship building skills to build a great staff and excel in recruiting. Rule quoted here, it's a tremendous honor to be chosen to lead Nebraska. Uh, when you think of great tradition-rich programs in college football in Nebraska, right at the top of the list, the fan base is second to none, and I consider it a privilege to have the opportunity to coach in Memorial Stadium on Tom Osborne Field. My family and I are so grateful to become a part of the Husker family. We can't wait to get started. Uh, reaction, uh, this is within all the parameters of what Trev laid out uh, on September 11th with where Nebraska needed to go, the direction Nebraska needs to take. And uh, a key word in that statement to me is, is evidence. You have some good evidence in difficult situations with Matt Rule uh, and, and what he was able to do. Uh, is it a guarantee? Nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> as we've but, learned. Uh, as, as we've learned, but you do yeah. know this is uh, one option, and it, it, there there's an option that there was a lot of research put into here by Trev, and the, uh, the worst-kept secret the last 24 hours uh, has been agreed to. Uh, all the I's dotted, T's crossed, fellas, and uh, Nebraska – 
uh, was able to, uh, to to get their man, and it's Matt Rule. Uh, and uh, we'll take your emails and comments as well as Hail Varsity Weekend continues. Matt Rule reaction, and we'll work on getting uh, some of his comments too before we get you to Ohio State and Michigan at uh, 10.30. So, guys, hey, Nebraska's moving a, a different direction. Uh, we don't know what's next staff-wise, but this is something I think you can absolutely be excited about uh, if you're a Nebraska football fan because of Matt Rule's track record. Past performance is a good predictor of future success. Uh, and, uh, you're, you know, just 24 hours removed from Mickey Joseph uh, helping drag this football team to the finish line in a feel-good way. And now you have another feel-good moment this weekend with Nebraska naming their man. Yeah, and if, if you're just joining us, it is official. And Trev Alberts has emailed all of uh, uh, whatever their mailing list is. They've sent out the press release information. It's official. Uh, Matt Rule, the next head coach at the University of Nebraska. You know, and talking about this over the past several weeks, and when you looked at – what Nebraska could reasonably expect, like what was their ceiling? What, what type of coach, what type of resume could you reasonably expect with Nebraska now on kind of the tail? Hopefully this is the end of the wandering years. Right? I mean, Nebraska's tried a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. They've tried a lot of different styles of offenses a lot of styles of defenses. They've tried the nice guy. They've tried the NFL guy. They've tried the defensive guru. They've tried the hot shot with Nebraska connections. What they have not tried, what Nebraska has not tried, is a guy that is a proven winner in the college game, right? Riley, sort of. He was a 500 coach, right? Let's be honest. So he, was, he was not... a a proven winner. Matt rule is that does that mean that he's going to do it at Nebraska? Is that us hyping him? No, but what you do have is a guy that has demonstrated at two different stops that he can take a program that is in the dumps and turn them into a double digit game winner. He's done that at temple. He's done that at Baylor. Those places have zero tradition whatsoever. Now he's coming to a place that does. He's also a guy that is not – the Big Ten's not foreign to him. He was a walk-on at Penn State, right? He's connected in the Northeast. He's connected in Texas. Those are traditionally good recruiting grounds for Nebraska. So he brings that to the table as well. Um, it is a – I would say it is a – real deviation from what Nebraska has done since Solich was fired. Callahan came out of absolute nowhere. Bo Pelini was the crowd favorite. Riley came out of absolutely nowhere. Frost was the crowd favorite, (laughs) right? Here's a guy that has no connection, but a proven track. He's not obscure. Riley was a little obscure. How many of us had to like, just look up, Wait, who? What? Riley? What? You know, you're, you're like looking him up. You're like, oh, that guy? Bill Callahan, same deal. You're like, what? What? West Coast offense? What? Uh, Nebraska? 
This is a guy that values physical football. He's on record multiple times talking about hitting in practice, which is kind of against the grain, right? With where football's going. He's a he's a big believer in that. He's a big believer in in playing physical. Uh, you know, he he was a defensive line coach in his past. He's uh his defenses have been pretty nasty. You know, he's had he's had multiple top 10 defenses. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's intru- I think he represents the top of the heap of what Nebraska could reasonably expect to bring. And I think you have to give Trev Alberts a lot of credit for that, right? It's it's just I, I don't I don't think like short of Nick Saban Urban Meyer, you know, Chris Peterson, Dabo Sweeney, you're not getting those guys. So then what, what do you, what you, like, you're not, you, you could offer Nick Saban 20 million. He ain't coming. Right. Like, so, mm-hmm. so who is that next tier? Who is that? Who can you reasonably expect to get? I think Matt rule represents the top of that heap. I think he's covered by any program that has an opening. Matt rules at the top of their list. Right. Doesn't mean he's going to be great, but he's. I think he is literally as good of a resume and as good of a of, of a hire as you could possibly expect to make. Well, from a mold perspective, Matt Rule fits the mold of what other coaches have worked in the Big Ten, what other hires have worked in the Big Ten. Matt Rule fits that mold, and you can't say the same about Nebraska's previous hires since joining the Big Ten. Mike Riley and Scott Frost did not fit the mold of these other hires that have worked in the Big Ten. I'm talking guys like Harbaugh, guys like James Franklin, guys like Fleck, all all these guys, Bielema. What they emphasize is the lines of scrimmage. First and foremost, that is the most important thing within their program, and that's how they're going to get their start. And that's why it's worked for those guys, because they have built physical dominant lines of scrimmage. And whenever you have that, it's a great equalizing force to a lot of other things within your program. You know what? If it takes you a couple of years to get the skill position guys where you want them to be, if you don't get the quarterback that you want to lead your program right away, you can lean on that offensive and defensive line to carry your program Whenever things, you know, aren't perfect, it's not a perfect world. And then you see with Michigan, you get the right skill position guys around that. You get some some high level guys in your secondary, some high level edge rushers, and you bring that all together. And now you have a team that's competing for not only Big Ten championships, but national championships in Michigan. That's the same mold of a guy like Matt Roll. He's going to focus on the lines of scrimmage. He's going to get those right first. And then he's going to focus on the other areas around that. He's going to focus on what makes you a good football team first. And then he's going to give you some accents, some, you know, some features on the car after that in order to make your team uh, complete. That's the mold of Matt Roll. He's a guy that's going to focus on that. He's from Pennsylvania, as you've mentioned earlier mark he is a guy who walked on at penn or at penn state he understands yep. the big 10 and just stylistically his mold fits the big 10 is it going to work at nebraska that remains to be seen There's we don't know right nebraska yeah. he hasn't faced before he's faced hurdles in his career but it's different kinds of hurdles at nebraska it remains to be seen what his plan is going to be i'm curious to see what that press conference looks like announcing it when matt rule gets up in front of the nebraska media and talks about what his plan is going to be but he, he checks the boxes of what trev laid out whenever Trev began this coaching search. Matt Rule checks almost all those boxes and fits it to a T. He's a guy who didn't need to coach football. He, he's coaching football for Nebraska, coming back because he loves the sport so much he, he couldn't stay away from it. A couple weeks away after Carolina, I mean, you heard on Good Morning Footballer this week, was 
his main thought was, how am I going to get back into football? My, my son's telling me I need to go be a football coach and, and coaching football is what I love to do. It's a guy who loves football. It's a guy who is his passion. He doesn't have hobbies outside of it. He's going to focus on being physical at practice. He's going to focus on the lines of scrimmage. It, it just fits to a T what Trev Alberts laid out whenever he started this process of what he wants in his football coach. And that doesn't necessarily mean that Matt rule is going to be a, a home run right away here at Nebraska. But I, I think it's a, no a good thing that whenever you look at what Trev Alberts laid out early in the process, Matt rule fits those things just perfectly. Yep. Reaction to the official announcement. Matt rule is your new football coach at Nebraska. One thirty press conference Monday. And, uh, eight-year deal is uh, what Brady Altman's reported. Uh, we have Bill Hooks incognito, uh, apparently, uh, with us here in the stream as well. Reaction will take you up to Ohio State, Michigan. Here's what, what I believe, and, and Mark and, and Elijah, you laid out some really good points. You, you don't know if it's going to work, but Trev Alberts is about the process. Trev Alberts is about... Uh, starting with a, a large idea and pool and list and then narrowing down when when we talk about the work that went in. Is this a guy that was in the back of Trev's mind for a while? He'll explain all of that one thirty on Monday. But uh, Nebraska has a guy that's been a proven winner, yeah. uh, that's done it. Uh, in some unfamiliar spots outside of his northeast comfort comfort zone, and from a from a recruiting standpoint and development standpoint, he's a guy that's gone to places where yeah, there's been some talent, uh, but uh, it's not like he's been the premier program in those locations, right? Uh, Elijah, you pointed out that. The, the number of NFL guys in Temple is, is pretty impressive. That was under the rule watch. He was able to find guys, project their talent level, develop, and and then in a, in a G5 conference, uh, get them to the league. And then you move to Baylor. You don't know anything. You don't have a hat or any cattle. And you go from uh, from the Northeast to, to Texas, and you make some nice hires. Uh, and, and you win there, and then you, then you get tapped. I mean, the NFL – is great at recycling former coaches and coordinators that are in the league. That's what they do. Guys get two or three or four shots at being a coach once you've been blown out somewhere because of your experience. You, air quote, get the NFL. Well, they went to college. Carolina went to college. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. But um, he's not the first nor the last guy to go from college to the NFL because of the wow factor. He did a great job. Uh, now he's back in college, and, and he thrived. Um, he thrived in college, and he's a guy that gets buy-in. He's a guy that builds, and he's a guy that connects. I mean, th- those are traits and characteristics of his personality. Yeah. I mean, let's look at, let's look at his record, you know, I mean, let's like, what has he actually done? This isn't a projection thing. This is, let's, let's break it down. Let's go from 2013 up through 2019. He's coached a total of seven years in in college, right? Temple 2013 starts off two and 10 name one temple player, anybody on earth, right? Like temple, (laughs) you know, they're like, zero tradition, zero history, zero anything. He's, he's two and 10 his first year. 
goes six and six his second year and then rattles off two consecutive 10 win seasons and wins the East in the American athletic conference, 10 and four and 10 and three in conference. He's seven and one in both 2015 and 2016. That leads him to Baylor where he takes on a program that had all kinds of issues. We're down to 45 scholarship players. He starts off with them one and 11, right? Because they were essentially on probation, right? You know, they, Mm-hmm. Their whole full thing was blown up. Goes one and eleven in twenty seventeen. Next year he goes seven and six, and then in twenty nineteen he ends it in the Sugar Bowl with an eleven and three record, and he's eight and one in the conference. So the the history that's, that's seven years at two different programs, two different conferences, two different areas of the country, where at the tail end of his stay, the dude's damn near undefeated in conference. Right. Seven and one, seven and one, eight and one. As he has been able to establish his program, those are the results that he has given so far. Um, the, the results that he's demonstrated so far. Does that mean he's going to do that in Nebraska? No, we don't know. We have no idea. But the fact that you have a guy that played in the Big Ten, that was a walk on himself. Right. And this is one of Nebraska's key advantages, right? Is the walk on program. It, just, it provides mm-hmm. you depth. Th- this dude gets it right away. You're not going to have to explain it to him. It was a foreign concept to Bill Callahan. It was kind of weird to Mike Riley. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a, that whole mentality was foreign to a couple of the guys that Nebraska has, has brought in. It's not going to be foreign to Matt Rule. The Big Ten's not going to be foreign to Matt Rule. Playing and valuing physical football is not foreign to to Matt rule. Right. And Nebraska has tried so many different things, right? You've tried the pass happy, happy West coast offense. You've tried the flashy offense with, with frost. What I haven't seen since Solich is a coach that comes in and hangs his hat on being physical running the damn ball right it's just you just frost paid at lip service but he didn't develop a program in that mold right he just he just didn't uh this is a guy that hangs his hat on that makes no bones about it he's it's physical it's trench warfare it is running the ball period <laughs> there, there's no commas there there are no disclaimers like that's the brand that he brings I, I i just truly think it's a it's a really good fit i don't know what that means for next year i don't think any of us do i, I don't i don't expect it'll be a I don't 11 years gonna look like with roster and you staff no and hire and recruiting you have no idea I, I, but i don't expect it's going to be a 1 and 11 2 and 10 situation you know he's not coming into a situation like baylor where they were down 40 scholarship players he's not coming into a situ- situation like temple which gets seven fans going to a game right like he's coming into a program that just beat one of the best defenses in america yesterday Let's be, I mean, Iowa is an elite defense. Nebraska just beat them yesterday, right? Nebraska, for all of its warts, God, look at all the one-score losses. It's not like Nebraska is getting blown out of the water and is infected with some sort of, you know, it's not like an unredeemable roster. 
it, it, right? Like it's Nebraska's far from elite, but they are not a total dumpster fire either, <laughs> like Temple was, like Baylor was. Plus, you have the transfer portal. Plus, you have the new facility opening up. Plus, you have the NIL era of which Nebraska is supremely positioned. And we've talked about that ever since it became legal a couple years ago. Here's a guy that could take advantage of all that. You know, it, it, you can get look, look at the guys that we talk about offensively. They weren't even we didn't even know they existed a year ago. We didn't even know about Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer and Anthony Grant. Like those guys weren't even weren't even considering them. But that's how quickly you can turn things. And truthfully, I, I expect him to be aggressive. I think with Nebraska's new facilities and with their NIL arrangements, I, I think Nebraska can expect to get their fair share. He's look, this is a guy that's gonna get some notoriety. It's gonna be the talk of the town today during even Michigan, Ohio State, you know it's going to get mentioned during that game. That's going to be the most watched game of the year. Um, you know, he's got a chance to really take advantage of this and change Nebraska's fortunes, and I think do so pretty early. I don't I don't think you're going to look at a 1-11, 2-10-type year next year. And I just want to say something that's out there on Twitter right now, and this is just from sources. This is not from Matt Rule or anyone in his camp. But uh, sources are saying as of right now that uh, Auburn did target uh, – Matt Rule in their process for uh, for their search for head coach, but Matt Rule favored Nebraska over Auburn, and now Auburn has become resigned to Hugh Freeze becoming their next head coach. So let's not act like 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 Matt Rule is some redheaded stepchild that Nebraska is now <laughs> stuck with because they couldn't oh. get anybody. Matt Rule. If you take away what happened in Carolina, which I'm taking away what happened in Carolina, because the NFL is a completely different game to college. Oh, I think he probably learned some things about the head coaching profession, some learned some things about himself, but I don't think that has all that much relevancy to what he has to do here at Nebraska. So I'm going to take that back just a step. Matt Rule, I think if you just base his success in college and and, and base your opinion on that, I think Matt Rule is a great hire. Home run? No, probably not. But in terms of home run hires, Nebraska was not going to be making one because I, I'm talking the, the, the era of Lincoln Riley to USC and Brian Kelly to LSU. Those, those are both home run slam dunk hires. Yeah. Nebraska was not necessarily in play for that this year based on where they're at right now. But in terms of the available candidates that are out there, I think Nebraska got one of the best in the coaching cycle right now. And there's going to be other teams that are going, damn, I wish we could have had Matt rule. Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm a little bit confused by some of the negativity surrounding Matt rule. Are there issues when you look back at his past, particularly the, the record against top 25? Sure. But I think when you look at them in context and realize he never quite finished a rebuild, that's a much more pressing issue in, in my mind with Matt rules. He, he hasn't finished a rebuild at both at temple and at Baylor. He got the framework up. He got the drywall up. He, he set up future coaches for success, but he did not actually finish the rebuild in either of those places after three years. I mean, you're not even seeing your first recruiting class graduate. That's not finishing a rebuild. And, and that's where I think you can talk about some of the issues, but in terms of mm -hmm. record against top 25, I think that's where the issue lies that he has not finished a rebuild and, that's the one thing I keep on coming back to with this rule hire is, is longevity. But at this point, Nebraska doesn't need a coach with longevity. Nebraska needs a rebuilder. And whenever you look around the available coaches this cycle, Matt Rule was the most proven program builder of yep. any of them. I think this right now, I mean, maybe it remains to be seen, but I think this is a fantastic hire for where Nebraska is at right now. I think you can be really excited. And there's the, the cool on rule 
narrative is out there. I mean, there's a lot of Nebraska fans right now we're watching on StreamYard. Hopefully you're enjoying on uh, KFOR and ESPN, Lincoln's Facebook, Hale Varsity Radio, Twitter. We're reacting to the official news. Matt Rule hired by Nebraska. The statement coming down about 25 minutes ago. And uh, we have reaction coverage here on Hale Varsity Weekend. ESPN, Lincoln, Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal. You can be skeptical. And, and to your point about seeing the, the, the finish line, so to speak, before he moved on, he found places, he went to places they were in awful shape. He left in 10 times better than how he found them. Yeah. And he always went on to, to bigger and better challenges. I mean, he could have stayed in his recruiting class that you touched on Elijah, that first or second recruiting class. Uh, they, they won the big 12 last year. Mm-hmm. Baylor won the big 12 last year. And now we love Aranda. We respect what he's done. Those were his guys. Okay. I mean, you want to talk about what, 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 what inheritance did you leave? <laughs> he did that. Now Baylor six and six this year, not to, not to, to, to take away from anything, but the point is, is a lot of those were, were guys that, uh, that, that were part of a rural recruiting class at Baylor that, that, that won 11 ball games last year. So he has found places, uh, went in, did the demolition, did the the upkeep, the build, and then found uh, left the program way better than he found it. So he's a motivator. He's a connector, and I think he'll he'll do work. Um, I want I want you to find if you have it, Elijah, the uh, the Paul Meyerberg USA Today clip, just as far as an example of of what he was able to do and and why he was able to have success in Texas. We'll have that for you. Another tweet here from Trev Alberts just a minute ago. Uh, Trev says, it's a great day to be a Husker. Join us, Husker Nation, in welcoming Matt and his wife, Julie, and their family to Nebraska. Coach Rule has created a winning culture throughout his coaching career, and he will provide great leadership for the young man young men in our football program. So Trev got his hire. And, fellas, Nebraska too many times for whoever was in that athletic director chair more times than not was more about splash than fit. You hoped it would it would fit. And, and for whatever reason, uh, past hires and rehires have just not – not gone Nebraska's way. Uh, either the job was too big, there wasn't an understanding, they weren't from here, or you just faced football reality as you were kind of a, a, a decaying program because of all the transition. So uh, the here and now is you've got a guy who's won, who's come in and built. What will he assess right now that's in that locker room and the guys that are in that those coaches' offices, that's where I want to kind of look at and say is, you know, what's what's the reality here for for Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush and some others on staff that 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 know this place and can can it all work out? Because I think that's part of the the hesitancy for some of the fan base right now that's not completely jacked about this hire. You've been burned in the past, first and foremost. <laughs> the last four four hires haven't gone great. Uh, I mean, Bo is a good hire, and he won a lot. But the point is, is he, he wore out his welcome for some. 
if you're Nebraska here, can you get your cake and eat it too? All right, fine. Uh, rules the hire. What about Mickey? I think there's some of that thought process going on with the fan base right now because of of, of the um, the energy Mickey put in. You want to see him taken care of, right? And it seems like Mickey was hand selected by Trev to come here and do exactly what he did, which was, mm-hmm. you know, this frost thing is probably not going to work out. Mickey, why don't you come here? <laughs> bring some players, stabilize the situation. I I would be surprised if Mickey is not kept. I think for the loyalty that he showed and the recruiting acumen that he brings, let alone the fact that, like, if you're Matt Rule, do you want to be able to go out and say, yeah, our wide receivers coach uh, recruited and developed Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson? Yeah, you probably want that on your staff, right? And, like, unless they have some sort of, like, personality conflict that they just can't get along – why the hell would you not want Mickey on your staff? I, you know what I mean? Like what, what, what about like, Oh no, I do. I do not want those Louisiana connections. Uh, no, I do not want the fact that he recruited and developed the two best wide receivers in the NFL. Like I, I think he's got a pretty good shot. I don't know about Bush, you know, don't know about Apple. don't know about any of those guys. He's going to bring, he's going to bring some folks with him. Obviously he's going to bring mm-hmm. some, it generally seems like if you look at his staffs that people like coaching with him and they come with him. Um, So he's, you know, of course he's going to bring in some new blood, but I, if you had to bet right now, though, if you had to put a hundred thousand dollars on is Mickey coming back or is he going and you had to pick one, where do you lean? Right. I lean towards he's coming back. I, I'm 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 reading Malachi Coleman's quote tweet from 20 minutes ago. Let's get to work. So if Malachi Coleman saying let's get to work with the Matt Rule announcement, not that uh, Malachi's end all be all with uh, knowledge or or uh, the the team goes as Malachi goes, but Malachi's so tight with Mickey. It, to me, it feels like. That's that's a good indicator, right? Am I am I okay to read into that clue? Yeah, probably, right? I, well, we I also have now on yeah. the flip side of things, Trey Palmer announcing that he is uh, declared for the NFL draft as of two minutes ago. So, oh my God, <laughs> really? That's on the flip side, but Jeez. that was also expected based on the season this year he was having. It's not like that's like, well, he was going to come back until Matt Rule got announced. Now he's going to the draft. It just seems like I shouldn't say. Uh, coincidental timing i don't believe it to be coincidental timing but i believe it is he was going to be going anyway so that is another thing to note wow there's a lot going on this morning right like okay so (laughs) trey palmer nebraska's all-time leading receiver who's been here one year has decided to forego um i'm I'm sure he has two years left actually because of covid and all that um decided to forego that he's going to the nfl so nebraska's pretty much their only offensive threat <laughs> this year is gone. And uh, Matt Rule is now the head coach at Nebraska, the 31st head coach, uh, I believe it is. So, look, it's mm-hmm. a, this is a big day. This is a big hire. I, I think Trev got w- what you could I, – I, I just don't think it was in Nebraska's wheelhouse – it, it, I don't think it was realistic to expect 
a better resume than what Nebraska got. I, I think Nebraska got the peak of what they could reasonably expect to get. And I think Trev deserves a lot of credit for that of being able to sell. Look, Nebraska's got some shortcomings now. Like we all know that like geographically it's, you know, half the country couldn't even point it out on a map. Right. It's just, you know, it's just not a it's flyover country. It's sort of an afterthought. There's only, there's less than 2 million people here. There's no beach. There's no mountains. There's no big city. Like, you know, all those things. The weather's freaking terrible. We know that, <laughs> you know, you get like three nice months a year. So it's, it's got shortcomings. You don't have a big recruiting base, but Trev able to sell what Nebraska does have and having that resonate with Matt rule. That's solid. I, not a home run hire to your point earlier, Elijah, but a stand up double. Give it a, sta- sure. that's a, that's a stand up double. That is a solid rope to left center. That hit that got to the wall, <laughs> and you know there's no play at second. The guy is stand up double. It's a it's well. A the the solid only home player. run higher I see from this cycle would have been Urban Meyer for this football right. team, and because of other issues not on the field, I don't think Urban Meyer was ever in play because of not only his issues but also Nebraska's issues. There's yeah. there's twofold there of why Urban Meyer I don't think was in play. That's the only guy I see his home run. That's because you know what Urban Meyer is one of what a handful of coaches in college football that everyone will go you know what if urban meyer gives me a call i'm gonna pick up because it's urban freaking meyer that's the why it's the only guy i think is is a home run and not in play so a stand-up double is very respectable for nebraska in this situation and if nebraska was in this situation four years ago three years ago whenever matt rule had just finished his 11 and 1 season at baylor matt rule wouldn't have considered nebraska Let's make one thing clear. It's because of his failure in Carolina and because he's trying to remedy that and make that right that he is now coming back. Matt Rule right now, game day. Uh, Because you know what? We're going to push them. But if they come, um, you know, anybody can help you get to the NFL. We're going to help guys get second contracts. We're going to help guys when they get to the NFL uh, be pros. And that's that's really been our specialty. When you look across the the National Football League, there's players from Temple and Baylor doing great things. And um, we want to do the same thing at Nebraska. Matt, all of us on this desk are excited about you coming back to college football and, and uh, great to see you in Nebraska and wish you all the best. There's a stigma right now on Nebraska. They just brought one of their own back in Scott Frost and it didn't work out. There are a few coaches before him where it didn't work out. Truly, they've not been a national title contender for over 20 years. When you look at the potential of that fan base, the history, the tradition, the facilities, what, what do you have to do in the modern era of NIL and transfer portal to get Nebraska back to get where they truly belong as a national title contender? Well, I think when you go back you know, to the heyday, you know, and I, I had a chance to talk to Coach Osborne this morning. That's like a, a bucket list item for me. But when you go back and look at uh, you know, uh, the five national championships, all the things that happened in the great, great days of Nebraska football, it, it all goes back to me to alignment. And when the head football coach and the athletic director and the president and the chancellor, when everybody uh, wakes up every day you know, with the same mission, um, then you have a chance to do great things. And, and I think we want to go there. We want to rally the entire state behind uh, Nebraska football. We know that they love the team. Um, but to me, it's about everybody moving in the same direction. You know, we can't we can't uh, look backwards. We can't look to the side. 
we kind of put our head down and look straight ahead. And uh, as I went through this process, Kirk, I looked at a lot of the powers in football right now, and a lot of them late. They, they had some times where they were a little bit dormant, and uh, uh, the right people came in at the right time. This isn't just about me. It's about everybody that joins me. Um, I think Mickey Joseph has done a tremendous job. Uh, one of the re- re- things that drew me to it is knowing that Scott has been there for, for, for the last several years. Scott Frost is the coach that I truly respect and consider a friend. And so I know that program you know, has a good culture. I know they know how to work. Now it's about just all of us picking up and moving forward, everybody in the state of Nebraska, uh, of one accord. And if we do that, uh, great days will be ahead. Matt, congratulations on the new job. Glad to have you back in college football. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Wow. So that Matt is rule on Matt college game day. Yeah. Matt Rule on college game day, and he he name drops Frost. He name drops Mickey Joseph. He, he brings up a, a good point. Look, Frost obviously had shortcomings. Duh. We all know that. Uh, but he did actually instill a culture and a roster that doesn't quit. And, and, and we've seen what that looks like. We saw what that looked like in 07. We saw what that looked like in 2017. Um, you know it when you see it. You, you know when you see a team that is just not digging deep and just doesn't really care. <laughs> and for all of Frost's faults, it was proof yesterday. You know, he, he's got a roster full of – Matt Rule just mentioned it. The, the team works hard. It's not like they lack work ethic. I don't think anybody questions that. It's not like they lack want to and things like that. You know, like those things are in place right now. This isn't some team that needs to like wake up and learn how to work. They, they do that. What they need to learn how to do is win football games. <laughs> like That's what they haven't figured out. They haven't figured out how to actually win, but the work ethic is there. The talent isn't awful. It's not great, but it's not awful. Um, there's some pieces there. They're, they're, Nebraska has some pieces. They have some advantages. Matt Rule is walking into a pretty good situation overall. He he can turn that thing around. The dude was just on college game day on probably the most watched college game day of the year. Like yeah. From Columbus. We are going to get some Big 12 perspective in two seconds, Elijah. Um, just reaching out to me, a man who's covered Big 12 football for decades, uh, Dean Blevins, uh, reached out and in all caps said, home freaking run, <laughs> higher for Nebraska. Stand, we got I, the, I'm staying with stand-up double, but. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's Dean's words uh, in the text message. Um, well, while I get him on the line, can we hear from Paul Meyerberg from a couple weeks yes, ago? Yes, let's, let's hear Paul Meyerberg, USA Today, college football writer and analyst. And this is Paul's perspective. And Paul was the first national writer, as soon as the Carolina thing didn't work out, to absolutely – and Paul loves Nebraska, loves covering Nebraska, knows the history of Nebraska. So Paul's been – on with us a lot over the years just in reference to nebraska and he he was very loud and proud about matt rule nebraska you two need to come together 
Uh, we'll get on the phone here, Elijah, with Dean Blevins. Uh, but this is Paul Meyerberg, USA Today, on uh, Matt Rule, new head coach at Nebraska. We caught the tail end of his his uh, Zoom session with College Game Day. And if you uh, want to be an NFL player, you come to Nebraska. That's the part we started with coverage. But here is Paul Meyerberg on Matt Rule. Yeah, the off-the-field stuff at Baylor has no analog. So that, more than anything, was what he had to clean up at Baylor and what he did there um, in terms of getting that program back on the straight and narrow and, and also representing that program in a state where everybody's trying to toss dirt on you if you're an FBS rival was extraordinary. Um, but just from the pure X's and O's and personnel, there, there are similarities in terms of what he needs to do to rebuild uh, Nebraska's pipeline of the offensive line to rebuild a sense of toughness and physicality that's been missing from the program for about a decade. Those are things that I believe he's really equipped to improve right away. And more so than that, I, I just feel like his ability to connect with people, to connect with players, um, may not have suited him well on the NFL level, where it's a very different environment, a different day-to-day work grind, a different um, sort of conversation that you have daily with players compared to college players. But I do think that what he does really well is build that rapport and build that sort of continuity of intent, continuity of purpose. Um, in Texas, for example, I can tell you three or four years later, if you polled 300 Texas high school coaches today and asked them who their favorite coach in football is, I promise you and I guarantee you the majority would say Matt Rule. And that's three or four years down the road, three or four years since he stepped foot in that state. That's the kind of relationship he built in that insular community um, to bring Baylor and put them back on the map. So he's very, very smart, he's very intelligent, and he's very well conditioned to embrace this rebuilding process. And you know, and all your listeners know from watching him on Saturdays or this past Friday, uh, the intent is there, I think, for Nebraska with Mickey Joseph. I think they play hard, um, but they need someone, in my opinion, who can bring this thing to its fruition and to its final point. It's not just enough to play hard. You have to bring in all the pieces. Uh, Matt's shown an ability to do that at two different stops in two very adverse circumstances. And in comparison, I don't think Nebraska is in the same ballpark. Yeah. Paul Meyerberg on Matt Rule. Uh, Matt that was Rule a month or so ago, right? That was right after his dismissal in Carolina, about October 11th. Yep. Uh, Mark Cranach, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Weekend Edition, Hale Varsity Radio. We always do Saturday mornings, uh, 7 to 9, extended coverage leading up to kickoff with Michigan, Ohio State. Dean Blevins with us, uh, longtime Big 12 insider, former Sooner standout, uh, News 9 Oklahoma City, and the uh, sports animal, a legendary station, in Oklahoma City. Dean, uh, just another uh, Saturday here in, in Lincoln. I'm, I'm kind of kidding. Thanks for a few minutes. I want to get your perspective seeing uh, the the Matt Rule era at Baylor and knowing the Big 12 like you do, your reaction to Matt Rule to Nebraska. Well, Chris, if, if you or your listeners uh, will remember um, back when uh, the firing of Scott Frost took place, um, we talked about it. And um, a little bit later, we talked about the fact that the fan base was, or some of them were really hoping <clears throat> that Urban Meyer would come in and a few other names were mentioned. And I first just said, and I think it might have offended some people, I said I wouldn't hire Urban Meyer. I'd give up a football program before I would hire Urban Meyer. And without going too much into the reason there, not without going any more into that, 
Um, I said that there are several people out there, but there's one guy who is an absolute perfect fit for Nebraska, and it's Matt Rule. And I am, I am so, so happy uh, for Nebraska, for this incredible program with unbelievable fans who, who have been patient and uh, desire a, a great program and a winning program um, as much as they do. I'm just elated that uh, Matt Rule uh, is coming to become the head coach. And I have no doubt it's a different hire than a Bob Stoops because Bob was a, an assistant. He was a, a coordinator and had never been a head coach. But the first thing I think of with, with all the coaches that I've worked with and been around over the years is that I would actually put him in a Bob Stoops um, impact hire. I think he's that good. I, I think he has um, the experience, the personal uh, integrity, the uh, believability, the football sense, uh, the history, just everything you could ask for. I saw firsthand at Baylor with a program that should have gone 2-10, and 10, and he's sitting there turning the thing around in no time whatsoever. Um, I, I, I'm just delighted. I am so happy for you, and I, I have no doubt that Nebraska will be back, and it'll be back a hell of a lot sooner than Texas is back. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if in Nebraska you guys realize the saying that Texas is back is quite as oh. big as it is down in the Southwest. <laughs> we, we we mocked it quite a bit actually. Okay. Yeah, Clevens <laughs> this year on Hale Varsity Radio. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, Dean, and and it's it's interesting to hear your endorsement of this hire for a skeptical fan base that has been burned right ever since Solich was fired it's been kind of the wandering years for nebraska they've had a couple of you know conference championship game appearances but they haven't won a conference title in a long time and nebraska's essentially chewed up and spit out coaches every four to five years for the skeptical fan base that's just like oh here's the next one here's the next one we're going to be doing this again in four to five years why do you think this one is so different than what nebraska has done since you know 2003 well, he's won. He's won in, with class and dignity. He's won uh, as a uh, no-nonsense um, football coach and leader. He's a leader of men. He is a detailed guy, and I'm seeing that more and more every day about how important being detailed is. In this era, of uh, an enormous amount of added responsibility to a head coach, specifically be on top of the NIL program, be a leader in the transfer portal, and all the stuff that goes along with it. But those two things just by themselves, in addition to his extraordinary coaching ability, he's a guy that will wrap his arms around that and will take advantage of it. Uh, that's one of the things I am so disappointed with my alma mater as I sit down here in wet and cold Lubbock getting ready to see if the Sooners can avoid finishing 6-6. Six and six. That's one of the things that I am so disappointed in with Oklahoma with the TNIL status right now and apparently the approach that's being taken with transfers. Um, that, that's another issue, but it's just a point to make to say that some coaches – 
um, come in without uh, the priorities of, of things like that. You two guys know that. People listening out there know how important just NIL and the portal is. He will be a king of that, Not in addition to everything that he can do on the field. If there are skeptics out there about this hire, those people are really, really negative, and they ought to go follow something else. They ought to get into civil engineering or psychology or something. <laughs> Just don't follow Nebraska football if you want to be skeptical about the hire of Matt Rule. <laughs> Dean Blevins with us uh, on the Hale Varsity Radio Weekend. Bill Dolman is uh, joining us here on the stream as well. Bill, going to welcome you in. Uh, Elijah Herbal also. Uh, Bill. Uh, you're on with Dean. You guys have worked together over the years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you uh, make uh, – well, Bill's uh, can wave at you, Dean, and I know you're in Lubbock. Uh, Bill, yeah. uh, let's get let's get your take on this too, kind of piggybacking off of what, what Dean was talking about here as far as the details that, that rules so accustomed to. But he hit all the right notes on game day. Uh, as far as the, the Frost fan base, hey, he, he had a positive thing to say about Scott. He had a positive thing to say about Mickey. He's already talked to T.O. So the, the, the media part rules ace this morning. But uh, there's some excitement, but also some trepidation here, Bill and Dean, by the Nebraska fan base. I love your point, <laughs> Dean, about uh, Nebraska and and your understanding of what he was able to do firsthand. You watched it in the Big 12. Bill, a thought from you on this day today with the rule hire. Well, my first thought is that uh, Nebraska better bring Dean Blevins to the press conference to let him uh, make that sales <laughs> pitch uh, to, uh, to everybody in Nebraska. You know, I've said it. People love to hate. Uh, people in uh, Nebraska and Oklahoma love to hate each other and hate to love each other. But I think Dean is as good a spokesman for Matt Rule and his new tenure at Nebraska than anybody else can be. Perhaps even more than Trev Alberts. It's a, it's a it's a good hire. It goes back to you know everything that I, I said when when he fired Scott that it's going to be somebody who is in line with Trev Alberts's character. Somebody that he can sit across the desk and. Uh, talk football with, talk faith with, talk family with. Um, so I think in that regard, there's a very good relationship between the coach and the athletic director, which is the most important thing and was the guiding principle for Nebraska for 40 years with uh, Bob and uh, Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised at just how it's all gone down. I thought Nebraska would put on a show, but they did maximize the exposure by getting uh, Matt Rule on on game day this morning, and everybody will be talking about this throughout the course of the day with uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and the Big Ten being uh, front and center. Uh, I'm sure they'll talk about it in the Iron Bowl with Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin and Auburn and all that. So Nebraska wins the news cycle today. Um, I, I thought it was pretty pretty important and smart of Matt Rule to say he talked to Tom Osborne already. Um, I'm not sure Bill Callahan ever talked to Tom Osborne, so that was a positive. Um, and I think everybody in Nebraska is, still has that long embrace of Mickey Joseph that they're feeling right now, and are just really hoping that he's still part of of the future going forward because of what he has done over the last uh, two and a half, three months. But it's a good day for Nebraska that this thing is over, that they have a, a proven coach at the college ranks, and now everybody can move forward after the feel-good win over Iowa and look to, uh, look forward to a positive offseason. You know, and, and Dean Blevins is is uh, with us on the, on the phone right now from Oklahoma. Dean, fr from afar, 
because um, you know we're we're very close to it, right? Everybody that's on this on these airwaves right now eats, drinks, sleeps Husker football, right? And know all mm-hmm. the warts and everything. But f- from afar, but somebody who has obviously uh, followed Nebraska and understands Nebraska, what do you see as maybe what has been holding Nebraska back? and why Nebraska hasn't been able to be nationally relevant, and how does Matt Rule potentially change those fortunes from where you sit? Well, it starts with, um, it starts with players, the talent base. Um, he not only will recruit much, much better, but the player development, uh, he is extraordinary, has an extraordinary track record at that. I mean, anyone who... And I may be wrong on these numbers, but I'm trying to remember when he came in at Baylor, he took over not only a downtrodden program with uh, player issues galore, including talent, but um, also uh, just a horrible situation that we all remember. Um, I believe his, I know his first year he won seven, or excuse me, one game. And the next year he jumped, I believe, to six more wins. I think he won seven games that second year, and I know he won 11 the following year. Now, if that isn't just proof of of what a guy can do, and he did it the right way, uh, I don't know if it's a non-sexy hire. for. I I really felt like Nebraska fans were more into hiring um, a, a fantastic coach and all the things that go with it than a sexy hire. I'm just trying to think of why there wouldn't be enthusiasm. Um, but that's that's for you guys to talk about. I, I do know that when he was at Temple, the numbers were unbelievable. He won 10 or 11. I think he won 10 games his last two seasons. And when he took over, it was an awful program. I, I think he won two that first year. Uh, look at the track record. NFL, I don't look at that as a failure. It doesn't matter anyway. Look what Nick Saban did. And what he brings from the NFL is contacts. He's able to talk to, to mamas and daddies and kids about getting his kids to the NFL. He's been there, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I'm just, um, with all due respect to, to everyone who's not 100% bought in, I think he will be um, in, in short order. Um, I don't think this is going to take forever. Stoops came in here and had some pretty decent players left over. Um, and his first year, they ended up uh, winning seven games. And then the next year, won the national championship and were the top program in the country basically for the next five to eight years. Um, and I think Nebraska has a chance to uh, maybe not that dramatically, but uh, to be competitive immediately and to start winning on a regular basis and big time basis in the near future. Mm-hmm. Dean Blevins with us here on uh, a reaction show as Nebraska hires Matt Rule as their next head coach. And Dean reports out this morning that Auburn was also interested in Matt Rule, but Nebraska got in there first and uh, Matt Rule ended up picking Nebraska over Auburn, had more interest in the Huskers job. And I, I want to get your reaction to that as you're somebody who's a little bit separated from Nebraska and Auburn, I mean, from a Nebraska fan's point of view, I think over the past five years, a lot of people see Auburn as maybe being the better job, but apparently Matt Rule did not think that. uh, So what is your reaction to Matt Rule allegedly picking Nebraska over Auburn? 
Well, I don't know that Auburn was going to go that direction, and I've stayed pretty close to that uh, process down there. I think that they were dead serious about uh, Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. and uh, that wasn't going to. That ended up not working out. Hugh Freeze was a guy that um, people don't talk about is the trouble that he had once he got in trouble down at Ole Miss, and how bad that was. And he was never going to coach again, and what a dog he was. Uh, you listen to him now, that's not ever brought up. That guy's a great coach, but more than anything, the answer to your question is he's an Auburn kind of guy. He's an SEC kind of guy. He's beat Alabama twice. He's a uh, near-perfect fit for what Alabama's looking for. And how they judged him versus Matt Rule, I don't, I don't, partic- I don't know, but I don't think it's – I don't think it's important or it's a negative to Matt Rule and Nebraska to think that he was not their choice or it just didn't work out. Um, to me, just looking at Matt Rule and knowing Matt Rule and how he operates, he is he, he immediately blends blends over to to a, a Nebraska guy. Uh, he's got the look, he's got the sound, he's got the person not personality, but the the oops, the, the, the he he's got Nebraska written all over him, in my opinion. Yeah, he's Dean Blevins. Just go ahead, Cranach. Yeah, and and Dean, I just you know I think one thing, you know, when you watch Baylor from afar in Lincoln, or when you did at that time, you just you don't immediately mm-hmm. think, wow, they're physical, right? It just it just doesn't come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but he Matt Rule has made no bones about it that he is a trench warfare guy. And, oh, and, yeah. and Baylor, take take your kind of, um, I guess your general perception of Baylor away, everybody. And they they were they were really physical under him, weren't they? Like Nebraska can't expect oh, yeah. at least that that you will have a a physical brand of football because that's what he emphasizes. I think the Nebraska will have at least that and about nine thousand other things. Uh, but no, you are you are spot on. Uh, Baylor is known as, and of course, Aranda now t- uh, in charge. That that uh, although Texas got after him yesterday with better talent, but the point is, uh, Baylor's known as a real physical team. Uh, Matt Rule hired a great staff, and he knows defense, and uh, they, they they immediately. Uh, turned three stars into four and a half star, the three star recruits into four and a half star players. Um, and it, it, he, he, he will be, Nebraska will be a physical defense and recruit better than, than he did down at uh, Baylor. Hmm. Dean Blevins, News 9, Oklahoma City, uh, longtime Big 12 insider, former Sooner, sports animal in Oklahoma City. Dean, we'll let you get back to your Saturday. Thank you so much for not only your reaction, but but joining us this morning to give us some some Big 12 perspective and some insight on Matt Rule. We really appreciate you. You're welcome, and I hope I didn't mislead you bragging on Casey Thompson so much there before he rolled in. I'm, I'm happy no, for him and happy that you, you guys were good. finished yesterday. So uh, he was anyway, he was something happy else. For you guys have a good hey. uh, have a good day, and uh, Bill, good to hear from you again, pal. Take Great care, guys. All right, right, Dean Blevins. Dean, take care and enjoy uh, Lubbock and the Sooners. And no, Dean was uh, right on point with Casey Thompson when healthy, was big time. Uh, Bill Dolman, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, uh, reaction to the news. 903 was the statement from Trev Alberts, Matt Rule on game day before that. 
Bill, uh, want to get your take as you're rocking the Fairberry T-shirt, or I should say sweatshirt. Uh, you are repping. Um, I want to get your read here moving forward with just what what's next. I know one thirty Monday looms with contract and Trev and Rule and you know Nebraska uh, owns the news cycle this morning. But I'm I'm interested here. And, and we brought this up earlier. If you were to wager, you know, do you think um, do you think Mickey Joseph is going to be a, a, a continued part of this Nebraska football future with Matt Rule? I hope so. I think all of Nebraska hopes so. And it's been one of the, the, the you know, I think the most tenuous things I, I think that was put in front of whoever the coach was going to be if it wasn't going to be Mickey. And the first question is going to be, why did you choose Nebraska? And the second question is going to be, uh, what are you going to do with Mickey Joseph? And now we're at that point. Uh, Matt Rule has you know, said all the right things uh, so far in the one interview that I've seen. Uh, I'm sure there will be much more in the next uh, 24 hours. And then, of course, the big press conference or introduction on Monday. But the second question is probably going to be, you know, what plans are there for Mickey Joseph? And I, I, I think that's a delicate if, – if Mickey's not going to be a part of Matt Rule's staff at Nebraska, that's going to be – a delicate moment in that press conference. And I'm sure, you know, Rule is prepared to answer that um, if he's not going to be. And it'll be, you know, worded correctly and, you know, wishing Mickey all of the best in his future endeavors, right? Uh But I think right now all of Nebraska, like I said earlier, has an embrace, you know, for Mickey for all that he's done over the last three months. Even more than that, going back to when he, you know, came, came on board in, what, December of last year. So... People have fallen in love with Mickey Joseph for the second time, the first time back in 1987. And, you know, once again, when he decided to come back to his alma mater and the way he's conducted business. So I think that's going to be a a pivotal moment in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours, what we find out and then how it's uh, handled on Monday. That's the first major order of business for Matt Rule. Um, not the recruiting class or not trying to, you know, keep guys in the locker room. Like Trey Palmer's already announced he's going to the NFL, which I think is no shock to anybody. But, um, yeah, it, it, what's what's the future for Mickey in Nebraska? That's the, that's the main thing right now. Yeah, and, you know, I hope it's one of those situations too, Bill, where, you know, you, you look at Nebraska's recent history with a lot of their coaching hires – I think one common theme is it feels like a lot of a lot of the coaches have made it harder than it needs to be just in general. (laughs) Right. Like Bo Pelini did not have to like cuss out the fans and cuss out the refs and like screen and invite all the scrutiny that he invited. Right. Bill Callahan didn't need to completely scrap decades of tradition and install it on right mike riley you could just go on and on scott frost did not have to bring his entire staff and try to say that a you know 100 plus year old conference is going to have to adapt to him (laughs) right so it's just you know it, it feels like rule has an opportunity here with joseph to be like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and keep the guy who recruited and developed Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase because right. that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. do you have some receiver coach <laughs> in your back pocket that can say that? No. Like, 
don't make it harder on yourself. I, I, I just hope for Matt Rule's sake, he doesn't invite scrutiny from day one by trying to run Joseph out. You know, and, and along those lines, I, with all the talk about Matt Campbell early on, Lance Leipold, uh, uh, Dorn, and all those guys, in all likelihood, it's going to be that that Scott Frost thing where, all right, guys, we're all going to Nebraska. You know, he's bringing his entire staff, except for maybe a couple. With, with Matt Rule, the staff that he had at Carolina has probably been, you know, disassembled and they have scattered to other jobs that they're that they might be committed to so i'm sure he has plenty of contacts from with from which to draw all of the people that he wants to bring to nebraska and if he doesn't know mickey that well um or knows him by reputation if matt rule has this great well, recruiting base in the state of texas i think we all have come to an understanding that mickey pretty much can get into any house in the uh, the southeastern part of the United States. That's pretty good, you know. So if you don't have a ready-made staff to bring, uh, I, I would hope that you know that first meeting uh, tomorrow is you know Rule and Mickey going. All right, what what can we do together? And I think they could do great things. Bill Dolman's with us, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal, Elvar City Weekend Edition, and reaction to the Matt Rule hiring. Um, what, in your opinion, needs let, – let's talk about this, this checklist of fixes for Nebraska football, okay? Mm-hmm. What's ailed Nebraska football and what is an issue? Well, in-state – Evaluation and development is something that has been hit or miss. Uh, on paper, recruiting's been really well done. You know, you're you're to, a top twenty to top twenty-five recruiting class, um, but it, it's you've not had retention, right? I mean, Mickey, how how many press conferences has Mickey talked about? Man, that's an old team. Or man, you got to keep kids in the program. I mean, so let's let's hit some some key points. I mean, Matt Rule needs to do X, Y, and Z to make Nebraska successful again. Granak, I'll start with you, and then we'll go around the horn. Yeah, kind of alluded to, me, to it. Evaluation. They they they've got to they've got to evaluate talent and then be able to develop. Those are my big things moving yeah. forward. Look, and uh, I mean, it really does come down to to details. And, and I think Frost took his eye off a lot of things, right? And Chris, you saw it. Like you could look at even just little things about how they did calisthenics and pregame war- warm-ups. It was a disaster. Like there, there was no order. There was no discipline. I, I think he took his eye off a lot of things. So first and foremost, I think it's that. I think it's it's not only him being detail oriented, but having a staff that is also detail oriented. And I think that's how you will be able to retain your players. Frost brought players in, but they didn't stay. <laughs> they all left all the time. Like Nebraska had one of the worst attrition rates in America because they weren't detail oriented. They lost sight of being connected to players and and making sure that whatever you told them on the recruiting trail also came true when it came time to practice and play games, right? There were mixed messages happening all the time. So that, that's what he needs to do, right? He needs to not be about BS. If he's going to talk about physicality, they need to actually do it and be physical. 
and um you know and recruit to that establish an actual identity it was all over the place i mean you can just look at look at adrian martinez's like body type over the four years that he was here he's put on weight lose weight put on weight they don't know what the hell they wanted to be right? so like establish what you want to be recruit to that and don't deviate from it i i think that's absolutely what needs to be done and i think that's something that nebraska has sorely lacked for two plus decades now is a really clear identity recruiting to it making no bones about it and um making everything in your program skew towards that identity and i think uh, it, it seems like matt rule is, is the type of guy that's going to establish that he's going to establish an identity recruit to it and um and that gives you a fighting chance. And, and to, to follow up on that, Mark, I think there's also an importance to, as you're building your culture and as you're building your team, not try to microwave success and microwave results. Don't try to go put a Band-Aid on a problem in the transfer portal and, and give yourself further problems two or three years down the road. Because, I mean, right. that that's not – well, I shouldn't say it's not a quick fix, but it's not as quick a fix as other places in the country. There, there's going to be some years here over the next couple of years where Nebraska is still building. You're not going to be able to do a, a one or two year complete rebuild. Now, you do need to see results that are improving over the next couple of years, but you can't try to go in and microwave these results and turn Nebraska into a, a Big Ten contender in one off season. You're going to have to do work on your lines of scrimmage, as you say, through evaluation and recruiting, particularly along the offensive line. You're not going to be able to microwave that. There's going to be issues there next season. And I am sure of it. But the, the question is, does Nebraska's offensive line get better as the year goes on? Is Nebraska able to develop that and get it better as uh, Matt Rule continues his rebuild here? So I, I would encourage – I shouldn't say uh, – Patience, because patience was kind of the, the bane of Scott Frost as Nebraska remained patient for five years waiting for the results to come, and they never did. So we're not talking that level of patience. But as this thing builds, be patient through the development process and understand that Matt Rule is a guy who develops talent and builds programs, and he has a plan for this. He has a plan in place, and uh, it's going to take some time because of where Nebraska is at right now. But it, it will be getting better. We will be moving in that right direction. Yeah. I want to see a Nebraska football team that when it's third down and three, picking up the first down is the norm and not an anomaly that we don't set up the fourth down and one punt. Um, the, 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 the goal line situation at Minnesota is going to stand in my mind forever. And I just cannot get it out. I just think that was kind of a microcosm of the Scott Frost developmental era we could not score from the five yard line on first and goal at minnesota last year you know that was atrocious the the lack of attention to detail on special teams when you've got the illinois punter running around 48 yards to pick up a first down a safety on a punt return the wayward punt against minnesota or against michigan state those things on special teams and then you've got how many times do you see this Nebraska team this year in the last couple of years, yards after contact when on a simple dive play, you know the the opponent runs a, a trap or a dive or something, and they end up pushing for six seven yards after <laughs> contact. Yeah. That that can't happen anymore. You've got if if Matt Rule is going to uh, develop this program in the trenches. You got to win those battles on the line of scrimmage. I, I know we don't want to go back to the '90s. Okay, fine. Uh, but there was something special about those teams that just didn't get pushed around. 
that doesn't have to do anything with the successes of the 90s. That just has something to do with being as tough or tougher and bigger and better than your opponent. That's yeah. Those are timeless principles of football, right? <laughs> Move right. the ball down the field and stop your opponent from doing the same. And and I, I, if he's if Rule is the guy for the to coach this team and develop the trenches, then then great. Now also, the you know I, I, people are saying, well, look, we got to blow the whole thing up, and you know if some guys leave, that's that's fine. But there has to be some semblance of continuity. This program this year had 151 players on the roster, and 110 of them were in their first, second, or third redshirt freshman, freshman or sophomore seasons. So. There's got there has to be some talent in there that can be developed into those just tough, rugged football players or skill position players that can make some big plays for you. It doesn't have to be that mass exodus because then there's no continuity and there's no chemistry, there's no trust built. So yeah, there's gonna be players who are going to leave. They were gonna leave anyway. But I think Rule has to come in and and sell those guys, look, you're here, we're gonna develop you. And we're going to make you better football players. And, um, you know, we're going to stick with you if you stick with us. And let 40 guys go who are probably going to leave anyway. 31 players walked on senior day. Only 12 of them are seniors. And some of them could come back. Some of them may, may go. But there's got to be continuity. And there has to be a much more physical football team in the trenches. Reacting to the Matt Rule hire, Nebraska owning the, the news cycle this morning. Uh, Matt Rule on game day. We'll have a little bit more of that, some snippets from it in a moment. Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, uh, Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, of course, Elijah Herbel. Uh, we're doing a little overtime here. Do we have Motsi? Motsi, are you with us? We've been uh, kind of going around the horn here. A uh, thought from you on the the rule higher, and uh, when it comes to fixing Nebraska football, uh, what's first on that list if you're Matt Rule? You're muted. <laughs> oh, he's not muted. Is the thing? It's interesting. We might have to do some uh, some mic uh, settings checks with uh, with Motsi here. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to him. Yep. Let's can we run can we run the uh, the rule audio here? From, I, I'm uh, ready whenever you are. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear that here. But uh, this was Matt Rule about an hour, uh, maybe that uh, about 40 minutes ago on on game day. We played about half of it live for you back uh, when he was on. But this is the, the first part of that. Uh, Matt Rule on uh, accepting the Nebraska job. <clears throat> made you decide to go ahead and take the Nebraska job now? I think it was really two things. Uh, you know, the further you're away from it, the more you miss the players, uh, the more you miss uh, the locker room and coaching. And then, you know, this is Nebraska. This, this, is, this is a team that I grew up uh, not just watching. I mean, this is a team that I grew up revering. And so, uh, you know, Trev Alberts, uh, Admiral Ted Carter, uh, they ran an unbelievable uh, search. And I, I can see right away that the leadership is right. There's tremendous alignment. It's got the greatest fan base in football. A storied history, a storied tradition. And at the end of the day, I just felt like, you know what, it fits me. I'm, I'm a guy that likes to go places and, and, and develop players. You know, that, that's my passion in life is to watch players grow on and off the field. And, and no one in history has done that uh, better than the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And so uh, it just seemed like the right fit, and I'm excited to get there. 
So he missed football. He wants to develop players and missed uh, that locker room. Bill and, and Cranach and Elijah and Motsi's going Blair Witch on us here. Um, th- this guy couldn't stay away. He tried to go to Ireland for a little bit. Great. Only so much Guinness. We tried. We, we all tried. Uh, and then you're back at it. And then you're, you're trying to maybe think about doing the media thing. You're on Good Morning Football. You're doing the NFL Network circuit. Do I just jump into TV? Do I sit out a year? Well, I, I missed the game. And voila, uh, he, he winds up back in Lincoln uh, or, or back in college football in Lincoln. Uh, a few jobs open, a few more will open in this coaching cycle. But, I mean, just uh, nationally, Bill, uh, this this higher praised by a lot of folks who see a lot of college football. I mean, Matt Rule's clearly got friends in the national media, but he's earned that respect because of what he's done and where he's done. He can do all the TV he wants, you know. Uh, if he if he wanted to take off the year and be on television and scratch that itch, he's good enough on TV that they will continue to put him on wherever he wants to go. Lane Kiffin hasn't exactly been shy, you know, even though he's the head coach at Ole Miss, you know. So Matt Rule knows how to market Matt Rule, which is kind of what you have to do in this in this day and age. Um, you know, you know, it's he was a, he was a name that was brought up. Really, before I think he'd be before he got fired at Carolina, you know, I, I think people were talking about that that was going to happen and it did happen. And then what would happen with Nebraska? I'm, I'm a little surprised, and, and we've talked about this, you know, privately and I think on the air. Uh, I'm a little surprised at how public he has been over the last few weeks in terms of where he was going to go, what he was going to do. Is you know, is that his agent putting his name out there so much? Um, given the way Trev went about the search in such a deliberate uh, and secretive and disciplined, I think that's the best way to describe the search by Trev. It has just been really, really disciplined. That rule was out there so much and linked to so many other jobs. I was kind of surprised that, you know, things weren't a little more quiet on both fronts until today. Um, but whenever Trev's, you know, decided to go after him, it may have been several months or weeks ago. It may have been in the last week, but he got his man. And uh, I think, I think for the most part, Nebraska people should be pretty happy with how it turned out. There were probably three or four coaches that may have been in the home run classification. And I suppose rule is, is right there with that, just based on what he did at Temple and Baylor. You know, Nick Saban didn't do very well in the NFL either. And he denied that he was going to go to Alabama and for about a month, ends up at Alabama. And I think history is going to show that he did pretty well in returning to college. Yeah. I want to get Bill's take really fast on, and maybe we can go around the horn on this. Yeah. It seems well, yeah, the, the, the common – you want to jump in? I got to get out. I got to get out. So I wanted to say sayonara from you and peace and, and go big red and keep Mickey Joseph. Uh, (laughs) I'll just leave on that note. All right. That's a good good one. 
Renak, appreciate you uh, doing some extra duty today. Uh, let's see if we – do we have Motsi or has he finally said, all right, let's try Well, well, well I, I want to get Bill's take really fast sure. on, on just pitfalls. He talked about the NFL, and I, I'm with you. I don't think that's all that relevant to, to the job here at Nebraska. The NFL and college are so different. But the, the thing you keep on hearing regarding Rural whenever people are talking about why they're dubious is his record against top 25 competition, his record in big games. He struggled at Baylor at Temple uh, below 500 against top 25 still, but uh, he did get a couple wins there. What is your take on Matt Rule and his history coaching in the big game and not being able to get it done? Well, you know, that, those, those are moments in time. I, I don't know if, if you can equate losing to Oklahoma and Texas or whoever, some of the top Oklahoma State, the top teams that he played against. I think that the two wins he has are against East Carolina and Navy. Um, so you're not playing a lot of top 25 opponents when you were in the, what was it, the AAC or whatever it was back then. Um, and, you know, I, I, those are just good moments in time. That's, that's the only thing I can go back to. They're not going to be playing the, the same Oklahoma teams that he lost to or Texas teams or whomever. And, you know, Baylor's different than Nebraska, and Nebraska's different than Temple. And going forward, you know, college football is going to be a lot different in about two years to where, you know, everybody you – know, the, the national champion in a couple of years is going to probably have two or three losses. Just just like in the NFL. That's the way the game is going. So you're going you're gonna to lose – you know, Tom Osborne, I don't want to talk about, bad about T.O., lost to Iowa State once. You know, it happens and lost to Oklahoma a bunch of times and then turned things around. You know, Matt Rule is going to have every resource he needs to win football games. And if he's got the right staff and the right players, um, you're not going to win every game against a ranked opponent, but you're probably going to, you know, maybe do better than uh, better than most. That's why I, I just, you just can't – I just – you can't gauge that on, on the past. It's, it's not a – it's not permanent ink, right? It's not permanent ink because you're over against ranked teams. Is it an indicator of where you're at and where you need to go? Sure. But the NFL called him. <laughs> they they weren't worried about his ranked record. And now he has a chance to, to get this thing flipped. Jeff Motes is with us. Let's finally get to Motsi as he's Motsi, where are you at? Are you go get this a six pack here for Ohio State in Michigan? Yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me? You got it. Can you yes. hear me? Uh Dolman wants yes, Dolman okay. wants Guinness. <laughs> tire guy yep. and, and i'll do uh i'll do some cores light since we're getting into to uh. game time here in a bit. <laughs> your thought on matt rule again so don't get it <laughs> that's the most important thing yeah it is your, your thought on matt rule You know, <laughs> this just doesn't want to work for him today. No, you know, maybe we, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> uh, some some mm. issues with Motsi, so. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, I, uh, I think this is just a good day for Nebraska for the, for, look, everything went Reasonably well yesterday. I mean, there we had it. We had some twists and turns before we got to the very good ending. 
Uh, Mickey was wonderful in his post-game press conference. Uh, and then you, you come out today and Nebraska, as I hoped that they would do, get this thing over with and win the news cycle on Saturday. And again, you know, you don't want to win the press conference, but you want to have people talking about your hire. You know, and nobody's going to second guess this for the most part. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. 90% of the people in college football or better are going to praise Nebraska's hire. And based on what they did yesterday, um, what Mickey said, what the job that Mickey did, and then to have people, you know, feel really respectful about uh, Matt Rule and the, the prospects for the future. This is this is a good weekend for Nebraska and a good good launching point into the off season. So it would have been disastrous to lose, especially if you lead by 24. You lose yesterday. People are down on Mickey. And then who knows, maybe rules like, I don't want the job today. I mean, it could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. Um, I I think this is a day for everybody to just kind of decompress, take it in, watch some football this afternoon, and uh, think about positive things for the future of Nebraska football. That's Bill Goldman, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. I want to give a quick shout-out to the uh, Lincoln Southwest uh, girls coaches. They are on their way to do a scouting trip and uh, they are listening to us react to Matt Rule. So uh, we're big uh, Silverhawk fans. We're going to try this one more time, right? Because much like uh, the Nebraska coaching hires, we're, we're trying it one more time, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> There's Jeff not much Motes. precedent that shows it will work, but we're going to try it anyway. Yeah. In the Sports director Roberts. Jeff Motes with his Motsi. We've tried to go to you a, a few times, and uh, we're just going to get a, a, a take from you here on a rule. Are, are you excited? Are you skeptical? And, of course, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the words of Trev Alberts. There's not much precedence to show that was going to work, but we're going to try it anyway. It's, you know, you well, should have done one of those, what was that, a YouTube video uh, where they just had the signs and they just kept dropping them? Yeah. <laughs> With Mosey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that YouTube? <laughs> Can I, can I ask a, a little bit of a morbid question? Um, is this the, the, the breaking point higher for Nebraska? I mean, does, we said this about Frost. It's got to work with Scott. It didn't. You're now on, you know, you're in Tennessee land. You in Tennessee and Miami and Nebraska have all been doing this five-year return. Um, are we at that point right now, Bill? Because yeah. Nebraska right now is has been six years without a bowl game. Nebraska is not beating their neighbors that they technically uh, out recruit. They're not living up to their their blue blood status, and and Trev's trying to change that. And his ideas on how to change it are in line with Matt Rule with being a good line of scrimmage football team. But you know this is yet another hire. This is yet another hire. You know, there. This is a precarious, as as good of a day and weekend as it is. This is precarious for Nebraska. That I don't think Nebraska can afford to do what Rule did in the early days at Baylor, the early days at Temple, where you win one and two, and then you win six and seven. This has to have a trajectory upward quickly, right? And, you know, he's got to he's got to get the recruits in that that have committed it if they're going to fit the mold, fit the plan. But 
this is not I, I don't think that we have the temperament to go okay you got one year at a mulligan um I, I don't think that's it's got to go from four and eight to six and six next year it's got to I, I really I, I don't want to say it's got to be a bowl game next year but it's got to be a bowl game next year I mean this I is right. and I and I think that is I think that's critical I think people would accept six and six something like that and if you're going bowling okay we see the progress but if you say well you know we're coming here to rebuild and 111 that, no I, I don't think that's going to be acceptable at all and I think he has to you know have uh, one thing that he that Matt rule is going to have to do is I think show that he is he has bought into this Mickey Joseph would be a step forward and you know retaining Mickey but we all know football people all know that it's you know it's kind of out there he's a new york city guy who loves the giants and he's a penn state guy who loves penn state and i mentioned it a couple of weeks ago you know james franklin's in that situation like you know you've been there a while and just time to go and and do something else you know coach another team like rick barnes i think was the one that was the name that came to my mind rick barnes had a wonderful run at the university of texas as, a, as their basketball coach and it's just time to move on he goes to tennessee and has a great run at tennessee right sometimes there's just that time in a coach's career when it's time to find another avenue and another challenge to conquer and if that happens with james franklin and the and the the temptation to leave nebraska after a year or two or three you know, people need to know that this guy's bought in to what is it, an eight-year contract that he has? Um, that that there's a reason why it's an eight-year contract because that's what he wanted to be a part of, and that to me is really really important. So I think it's got to be a bowl game next year. I agree with you there. Jeff Motes is on the phone with us. <laughs> is this a pay phone? Yeah, sorry, fellas. I apologize about the video difficulty. So I very try to get you by the original method of uh, landline. So um, my take on this situation is, you know, he he's got good credentials, obviously, with what he did to resurrect things at Temple and at Baylor. Uh, the NFL experience obviously pay, pays in pretty well with uh, the coaching experience. Uh, the question is. Um, I know it's an eight-year deal, uh, but what if something intriguing for him comes along and he says, you know what, you know, I've gotten my job done here, uh, whatever he can accomplish, and something comes along and he sees it, takes advantage of the opportunity and, and up and leaves Nebraska in the middle of what would be considered another rebuilding process. I mean, that would be my only question. Uh, but, again – uh, on paper, it looks like it's pretty good hire. The results have to be proven, though, first. Um, and Trev Alberts, I know, mentioned this a while back that, you know, he doesn't want to have a legacy of making the bad hire. And, and let's hope that's not the case. Uh, but there were a lot of people. I know everybody's been advocating for Mickey. Um, I've been one of those guys. I thought Mickey Joseph, the way he was able to get those kids focused again, play hard, even though there were games that, you know, they should have won this year. I'm talking about Minnesota in particular and definitely Wisconsin last week. I mean, those were 
those were games that Nebraska had a chance to really capitalize. But then I think this goes even further than than what happened. But I think, uh, you know, the way Mickey rallied all those kids this year, considering that you lost your head coach after three games into the football season, and then you go up against a buzzsaw at the time in Oklahoma, and and then you pick up two big wins after that against Indiana and, and a, a nail-biter out of Rutgers. I thought things looked pretty good, but again, I think the thing that really hurt maybe Mickey in the process might have been the fact that they had winnable games against uh, Minnesota and, and Wisconsin. And, and maybe Illinois looked like at one point was a winnable game considering that they took off in the second half of that game. I, I guess I'm waiting to see what the results are going to be for Matt Rule to see uh, if this may be the right hire. Um, but again, this is above my pay grade, obviously, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how things play out. But you, if you're a Nebraska fan, you hope this guy is in it for the long haul, at least the duration of his contract. It doesn't seem some other sweet deal come along that intrigues him that either pulls him back to the NFL or maybe for another bigger, better coaching job in the college level. Jeff Motes with us here, sports director, uh, KFOR and ESPN Lincoln. Motes, thanks for jumping in, brother, and, and taking and making time to, to give us some some reaction. And inside, I know you, you've got stuff going on today, but appreciate you chiming in and, and giving us a little bit of your time today. Hey, what would you say Dolan wanted a Guinness? He wants, <laughs> he wants many, many Guinness. Uh, uh, so, yes. Well, you know what? Hey, really quick, I know we got Michigan and Ohio State coming up a kick. And, uh, Elijah, I'll talk to you about what you need to do as far as pregame goes here in a little bit. Yeah, thank you. I've been but, here stressing, uh, actually. <laughs> we're like, uh, you know, there, there's uh, there's thing, there's bills to pay and, and uh, programming to run. But, <laughs> Motsi, uh, yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, I interrupted. Go ahead. Sorry well, about that. Well, but I was going to tell you that we, we will have coverage Monday of that news conference. And I think we're going to do it on both KFOR and on ESPN Lincoln. We're still working at logistics regarding that, but we will have complete coverage of that. I know Schmidt will be down there, and then I'll be back probably in the studio kind of anchoring everything too, but uh, uh, to, to get the official introduction of Matt Rule, uh, again, that'll be a Monday afternoon at 1.30, and we'll have it uh, both likely here on ESPN and on KFOR. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, that'll be good. Excited for it. And, uh, Mochi, thanks for your time, bud. You bet. Have a good weekend, fellas. Yep. Yeah. Here he is, Jeff, with us. Uh, Bill Dolman joining us. Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, extended coverage reaction to the hire. You heard Luke Fickle. There was, there was Lane Kiffin. But all along, it's been, it's been rule. And let's talk a little bit here, Dolman and, and Elijah. The energy that, that Rule brings is, is evident. He's made a great first impression for, to Nebraska fans with his game day appearance. He hit all the right notes there. So there's polish, but the performance speaks for itself when it comes to giving you hope as a Nebraska fan as to why this new will be different, will be good, and Nebraska will someday soon, if you're a Nebraska fan, be playing in meaningful games this weekend beyond ruining Iowa's season. 
but the bigger picture is next weekend, right? That's the conference championship weekends. And then you get into the college football playoff. Bill, get your thought. Uh, Elijah, follow on this as well. What what does Nebraska need? We talked about the urgency of this hire, as in what the program needs, how you can't keep backstepping like they have been. Uh, we talked about what makes Rule stand out in this coaching cycle and his history, and Dean Blevins helped provide some of that with his up-close and, and uh, view of, of the Big 12. So we've got that perspective here. But when it comes to uh, the Nebraska program here, what what does Nebraska need, and, and how does Matt Rule bring that to this program and Trev Albert's size? Well, first of all, I think we all agree with Marcus that you do need lights on the top half of your Christmas tree. So that's the uh, that's I think the first and foremost thing. I don't know. It's only been seven days since he's hauled all this crap up from the basement. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still not finished. I know. Ugly tree anyway, Uncle Mark. Thank you for, for that. You know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about next season already, and I think we all are. Nebraska opens up against Minnesota next year. We're in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. You know, right. And, and, I mean, that all of a sudden becomes a huge game because Minnesota has kind of been, rightly or wrongly, Nebraska's measuring stick. In that, you know, Northwestern, we should be competing with Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio State. That's what we believe. And I think that's what college football believes. But we have, you know, descended into mediocrity. Thank you for your case of the flu. And and now the big game is is going to be right there at the next year. The first game of the season is against Minnesota. Okay, if you don't win that one, you go to Colorado the next week. And if Where's this thing, Andrews is going to be waiting for you. And, and if this if this thing starts out zero two next year. With well, we're in a rebuilding process. People on you know week three when Nebraska opens up its its home schedule, that's going to be a tough sell. If Nebraska doesn't play well against Minnesota, I think people would understand. Okay, they're a little further along than we are. We have a tough time beating them, but we've got to look good. And then you go to Colorado, who's got one win this year, also has a new head football coach. And if you go out there and lay an egg, uh, that is, you know, those first two games next year are critically important. And there can be no excuse for poor play, especially if you lose in Boulder. That 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 right now, I think, is just is critical. Because if Nebraska starts out 0-2, in week three, they open up the season at Memorial Stadium. People are already already going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with with what Matt Rule's history shows is that, I mean, Nebraska could be in for a long season next year. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but his history is concerning there with the first season, and that's because, I mean, especially at Temple and Baylor, he didn't have a lot that he was able to build with. He had a lot of, of young guys playing early, and he had a lot of building that needed to be done. And, and I think Nebraska starts at a place that's further along than both Baylor and Temple. But the question is going to be that, that roster turnover this offseason. And there's already been players that have hopped on Twitter, and I don't want to say affirmed their commitment because a lot can change. They, they haven't even met 
met the guy yet, but we already have Timmy Bleakrod hopping on Twitter saying now it's time to get back to work. Hashtag GBR. That doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to enter his name into the transfer portal. You have a guy like Malachi Coleman that says, uh, let's get to work. That doesn't sound like a recruit who's about to open up his commitment and, and see what's going on elsewhere. So uh, there, there's a lot that remains to be seen there, but I think it's, it's, obvious that an infusion of talent is, is needed within this program and whether that comes from the inside from from player development and turning these guys into better talents they are right now or whether that comes from the outside from a place like the transfer portal or uh, maybe a couple freshmen that can come in and make an impact as the year goes on I don't know what it is but there is building that needs to be done especially along the lines of scrimmage that from what I've seen this year is not a one-year fix now uh, on the flip side of things there are guys that are going to be coming back when uh, Prohoshka guys like Newelli that are going to come in and make a difference but that's not a one-year fix and that's where it all starts and that that's the question of how long is this rebuild going to take is how long can Matt Rule go and flip these lines of scrimmage and turn them into something uh, I don't think it's one year but I don't think it's unreasonable to think that you can flip an offensive line and, and get it playing a hell of a lot better get it playing respectable within two seasons and, and that's what it comes down to for me if Matt Rule can flip this offensive line and I'll, I'll add the defensive line too and get them playing like big 10 offensive and defensive lines uh, this thing could pop quickly and the question in my mind is just how long does that take you bring up a good point about the two guys that were, were out this season on that offensive line I mean that, that I think those are bigger misses or bigger losses than people probably realized once you know the season came to an end so if they're, if they're back and that you pick up a couple of guys <laughs> through free agency, you know, um, I think that line could be better than it was this season, at least have some more depth. Um, so that's positive. <clears throat> but, you know, you talk about those you know, the recruiting classes. Look, you know, I'm not big on it, um, but for the most part, what you have are guys who have committed are in that three, four star range with, you know, if, if Coleman is committed or whatever, if five star, I don't know, but you don't see a lot of those guys in that class that are no star, one star guys that they were just, you know, picking up and giving scholarships to. So for whatever the consensus is with the reputable recruiting analysts, and that can, you know, that can mean anything. But look, that class is not – it has some talent in it. So if he can go out and sell them and keep those guys in the fold, you know, th there might be some people who could help out next year too. I think the recruiting class, the portal, and JUCO, right? I mean – you're, you're going to need to talk with Bill Bush and, and Mickey Joseph. You're going to need to talk with, with Apple. Right? I mean, those three guys are, are big time recruiters. You're going to talk, I mean, I, you're going to need to talk to Ron Brown. There's people in place for you to not just consult with, but I think they could, they could ride with you. And I know that, that Mickey said that, it, it, you know, it's the next guy in the doors decision, not mine, but, this could line up um, really well, the, the best of both worlds. And that's kind of where I'm interested here. I think we're going to go about 15 more minutes, take you right to Michigan and Ohio State kickoff. Chris Schmidt, Bill Dolman, Elijah Herbal, the weekend edition of Hale Varsity Radio, turning into uh, Matt Rule reaction coverage uh, is uh, – 
We, well, we've been going since seven this morning, fellas. Well, oh, Schmidt, been... this, we've been preparing for this day for two and a half months now. <laughs> <laughs> or two years. Uh... <laughs> I just, I just but, uh... brought my, my, my ice cream in from the truck because I'm a little worried about the groceries that didn't make it in after my run this morning. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I still have stuff outside, but. I have a uh, I have a pork butt in my smoker at home that I really hope is not over temperature right now because it's been in. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Um, yeah, so Nebraska absolutely getting uh, buzz. You have game day coverage, Bill. This this has been a really pretty good twenty four hours for Nebraska with the the upset, the thrilling ball game, the win. And now game day and, and, and Matt Rule with the the exclamation point Monday at 1.30. Well, and I would imagine there's going to be more conversation about this throughout the day today. Uh, I, I don't know if Big Noon kickoff uh, talked to, to Matt Rule. I'm sure Big Ten Network will reach out to him as well. And there will be talk about it during the Ohio State-Michigan game. So, you know, it's, it's not just that he was on, on game day today. So Nebraska's done a great job in terms of selling the uh, – or winning, winning the, the media day. Um, that's good. The news cycle. I, I thought it'd be a much bigger production. I thought that they would have introduced him and then taken him around town and all that, but, uh, but they wanted to make sure they did it today. So, so that's a positive thing for, uh, for Nebraska football. Yeah. This is everything. The last 24 hours has been positive to go into this off season. How many, what was it seven years since Nebraska's ended a, a season with a win, something like that, or at least the regular season? Um, mm-hmm. Twenty fourteen, and then to go to do it by—I'm not sure it was an upset for God's sakes, but um, but to do it by beating Iowa, knocking them out of the Big Ten West you know, uh, championship or whatever that is, division winners title, the Blue Ribbon. Um, so that's good. Again, I said Mickey was great. You know, you got your guy. Sounds like you beat another blue blood to get him. You know, it's it's all it's all positive right now for Nebraska football. But you know, the next the next few weeks are going to be telling in terms of the move that uh, the moves the rule makes. Mickey Joseph is going to be the first topic of conversation uh, after why did you take the job? And then you're going to hear from Mickey again, and then people are going to be curious as to where Mickey goes. Is Mickey going to Colorado? Um, which I doubt, but, um, or is he going to stay? All, all of that has to play out. And, and that's, it's a tenuous track for rule as to how he handles that and the recruiting class and sets things up for January when off season conditioning begins. What, what do you believe with Mickey? I mean, he chose to come back here. He's been real honest and there's, there's two sides to this coin one, it, it could be divisive. I'm not saying Mickey is or will be. I'm saying it, just the situation is is rare. Like it's Luke Fickle rare where you go to the interim and then you go back to, to what you were doing, right? Defense, co-defensive coordinator. Now, that could be something for Mickey to do. Back to associate head coach and receivers coach and recruiting coordinator, right? Or is it going to take seven figures to keep Mick? Well, think about this too. Um, Well, I hope so. 
what what are what jobs are out there right now that would be appealing? I know people have said that Arizona State has a contract on his desk. Well, the 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 offensive coordinator at Oregon, who is a Phoenix area native, appears to be the front runner for that job, as well as Bronco Mendenhall. Um, so as as good as Mickey has been, and I would love to have seen Mickey get the job at Nebraska. I just want to say that, but. Colorado, that's not that's not a Mickey Joseph job. Um, South Florida, maybe that's where you go. And uh, you know, like Scott did to go to Central Florida when you get your first major job, maybe that's something that's more the, the next step for a Mickey Joseph. But uh, taking a, 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 some of the head coaching jobs that are out there, he's not going to Auburn. Um, but I, I, I can't think of anything that is really all that appealing for him to leave Nebraska for, you know, it, presuming that Matt Rule wants him to stay. But it does look like Arizona State's head coaching job, Colorado's head coaching position. Um, when I look at Georgia Tech. Staying in Nebraska might be his best opportunity. The, the one school I look at is Georgia Tech, but it, I, I mean, part of it's going to come down to dollars and cents. So uh, a question that I have is what is Matt Rule's assistant salary pool going to be? Because, I mean, the way college football is going, you're expecting it's going to be over a million dollars for each coordinator per season. And I, I guess it kind of depends what that salary pool looks like. And I guess part of that's the salary for Rule as well, because we know Nebraska is going to have money to throw not only at a head coach, but at the assistant coaches. But that assistant coaching salary pool goes down depending on what the head coach is making and we're not gonna have official contract numbers and it sounds like till the press conference on monday it's an eight-year deal what i heard a couple days ago floated around was somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight million dollars per season and uh, that's obviously nothing official and we'll wait to hear what trev says that could be a completely wrong number that somebody just made up for all i know but that is the number that i was hearing a couple days ago for people that were, were talking in the comments so seven to eight million dollars a season probably leaves you what do you think schmitty in terms of assistant salary pool somewhere in that uh, Here's, here's what I, I think. This is a bit of an educated guess, but I think between Nebraska money and Carolina money, I think that total is going to be between nine and, and ten and a half million dollars with, with the two entities together for four years. After that four-year uh, assistance by Carolina – then it's all on Nebraska. That's just for rules. So we're talking between nine and ten and a half million dollars. I don't have this is just my own math. And I've told you a hundred times I had two freshman years and I failed math a lot. So <laughs> but I'm just looking at to get rule. I mean, he is gonna he's gonna ask for Dabo and Saban money somehow combination wise, right? I mean, Mel Tucker's making nine and a half million dollars. So the market is what it is. I think from an assistant pool standpoint, you better go six or above. Mm. I mean, you know, you had, you, you've had the era of four to 5 million for assistance. I mean, you, you're going big anyway, just spend, you've got a hundred million and big 10 money that that's going to be kicking in. You've paid everybody uh, to go away the last 20 years at, at to the tune of $150 million. So you've set money on fire already. So just do it right. Spend what you need to spend. 
and give me six and a half to seven million dollars for my assistance. That way you can find the D coordinator and offensive coordinator you want. Matt Rule's got a bunch of dudes in his coaching tree that have gone on to do well. You keep Mickey, you keep Bush, you keep Applewhite, and uh, everybody gets paid. And then, oh, by the way, you uh, you go win, and you go win right away. For what it's worth, Nebraska's assistance made $5.15 million this season. Okay, so I'm not nuts if I say 6.5 or 7. It sounds, it sounds reasonable. Yeah, I bet it's in. I bet it's in that six range, and you're going to have coordinators uh, making, a, you know, over a million. And unless it's Diaco, then you might get away with minimum wage. Um, but <laughs> but uh, even minimum wage has gone up, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's a, it, it's going to be numbers that are going to be tough for. Husker fans, and maybe not necessarily rabbit Husker fans, but for Nebraskans to stomach, you know, there's going to be backlash when the details of the contract are released, and you got to be prepared for that. But that's it's the way that's the way the business is. We get that. Um, it's the way college football is, and it, but it's amazing to see these astronomical numbers. What Texas A&M has gotten itself into, what Michigan State, I think Tucker can still write that ship in East Lansing, but this has been an awful season on the heels of that contract. Um, They're just some massive numbers, and you have to win. That's why I say this can't be a, well, you know, 1-11 was okay that first season at Baylor, but two years, we we should be going bowling. No, no, when they drop those numbers on what those salaries are going to be, you better be bowling next year, right? Mm. Um, it, it's it, it's amazing to me where where salaries are in college football and basketball. But it, it, if you want to play, though, if you if you want to be a player, Nebraska does. You got to go all in, and I and Nebraska is all in, and they'll have Big Ten TV network money. Uh, hopefully, they get to the playoff and make some money there. You know. Uh, hopefully that radio deal is as good as it's supposed to be. Um, but it, you know, those numbers, <clears throat> those numbers are going to be, uh, they'll be heavily scrutinized in the next 48 hours. Let's uh, wrap up final thoughts, kick off at 11. Nebraska is the, uh, the buzz this morning with Matt rule being announced as your uh, 31st head coach in Nebraska football history. Uh, And he uh, has a a proven track record. Does that translate to the Big Ten? Does that translate to taking over a a four and eight football team in the era of transfers and NIL? What can be stabilized for Nebraska? And I think uh, he's going to look at both lines of scrimmage and you've got some guys coming back new Ely and big ted for sure and uh you know what do you get out of of turner and ben hart and what can you develop so i think it's it, it could be okay next year for nebraska uh we'll see uh but you just wrapped up a, a just rugged season from ireland to iowa city and now You've got some buzz and excitement uh, with Matt Rule coming in, and 
He's being toasted nationally. And I, and I think once Nebraska fans hear from him on Monday, uh, they'll be absolutely ready to support him because right now, I don't want to say it's 50-50, but it's, it's more of a lukewarm reaction, at least judging by some of the, the, the comments and responses we have on our stream. But I think the guy can win. I trust uh, Bill's judgment. I absolutely trust uh, Dean Blevins' take up close and personal. I have friends from um, around the Big Ten that we were in contact with in Iowa City with the BTN's coverage that were and are really impressed with, with Matt Rule. So I think uh, it's it's not quite this thought of, okay, Scott Frost is a home run. Okay, it's, Scott's going to come in and kill it. That's all what we, we were thinking five years ago. Right now, you had a little bit more caution here at the fan base because – it has not worked out as, as often as it should because you're in this situation. I think Trev has done enough research on this as he started with 20-plus people he probably had in mind, narrowed it down, and I think he's been a Matt Rule guy beyond this year. I think he uh, there's an impression made that, that Rule had with his wins and the heavy lifts he's done at, at different spots on top of the people, Bill and Elijah, that uh, – that Trev reached out to to get feedback. You know, I, I look, I, I go back to the September 11th and 12th thinking who's Trev going to hire. And it's going to be somebody that he can work with. And, and I think that this, this hire falls in line with that. You go back in time, you know, Devaney and Osborne had a wonderful working relationship, two different personalities, but they got along Bob understood the job, allowed Tom to do his job. Tom Osborne and Bill Byrne, two very powerful people, may not have been the best of friends, but they coexisted, and they both did their jobs very, very well. Um, Steve Peterson, the four-year case of the flu, didn't like Frank Solich and was scared of Bill Callahan and had no idea what he was doing. Sean Icor, Tom Osborne and both Polinier football guys. Uh, Sean Eichhorst and Mike Riley, can you imagine those inept conversations? Um, Bill Moose <laughs> wasn't around very much for Scott Frost to give guidance. I trust this relationship. I trust the relationship between the athletic am- the administration with Trev Alberts, with Ted Carter, Ronnie Green, Matt Rule, to be all on the same page, understanding uh, that this was character guys and football people, that this is where this program needs to go. Uh, I hope Mickey's part of it. But I think that this is a good day for Nebraska football uh, moving forward, and I'm excited for the future. Uh, final thought from you, Schmitty. We do have to get to the game, but just final thought on this one. If Rural can win at Baylor, he can win at Nebraska. But if anything over the past six years has shown me in football that it's more than the head coach, it's Nebraska football. It's more than just the head coach. It's about a full athletic department. And less so than me having faith in, in Matt Rule. I have faith in Trev Albert. It's not only that he made the right hire, but that he will be the right steward of this program as Matt Rule makes his rebuild. And uh, – that, that's what this past couple of years has shown me is that it's it's deeper than just the head coach. I think Matt Rule has shown that he can win, and I think Trev Alberts, from what I have seen from him, will, will give Tre- or give Matt Rule all the opportunity and all the resources that he needs in order to to turn this program around and turn it into a winning a winning program. So. Uh, it, it comes down to Trev Alberts to me and why I think this hire is going to work. 
in terms of name value alone, I think it's a stand-up double when you combine it with the fact that you have Trev Alberts. It's at least a triple, maybe even talking home run territory. I think this is going to work less because of Matt Rule, but more because of the man in the AD chair right now. Trev Alberts conducted this this whole head coaching search like a pro, and uh, if his record, not only at UNO, but at Nebraska has been any track or has been any indication for how this is going to go, it's going to go very well. So uh, I, I trust Trev Alberts, and therefore I trust Matt Rule. To Elijah Herbal, Bill Dolman, Chris Schmidt, extended uh, weekend edition of Hale Varsity and ESPN Lincoln's coverage. We'll send you to Columbus, Ohio State, Michigan, and plenty more coverage coming up Monday on ESPN with uh, Coffee and Cream, the morning hookup, and, of course, Hale Varsity Radio. We'll have full press conference coverage as well. Have a good weekend, and thanks for tuning in.